Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory. If you haven't already subscribed, please catch us wherever you love to listen to your podcast, from the Relevant Radio app to Apple, YouTube, you name it, we are there. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to go and give us a five-star review to help other people discover the podcast. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. Relevant Radio is listener-supported radio. Give from the heart. Give from the heart. To the radio station that supports you heart and soul. This is the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. What a day. This is day one of our Relevant. It's a time where we give it all we've got here at Relevant Radio and the mission to continue this work to share the truth, beauty, goodness of the Catholic faith. And we can only, with your support, aided by the prompting of the Holy Spirit entrusted to the Blessed Mother. My name is Brooke Taylor. This is my first ever pledge drive. So pleased, honored to be a part of it while I'm in for Timory and be back this week. So it is an exciting time. This is a big week. And here at Relevant Radio, we have a goal of $3 million. We are listener supported and we rely on you. one 291 123 easy to donate online, relevantradio.com. Relevant Radio app is also easy to do. So as we do every hour, let's begin with the memorari as we join together for the success of the pledge drive. If you would, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession aided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, our mother. To thee do we come, before thee we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer us. Amen. Again, want to make sure we get that number out right away, one 291 or on the Relevant Radio app, relevantradio.com. Right now, again, this hour, your donation is matched dollar for dollar. So please take advantage of that because we have quite a big goal, as I mentioned, to reach $3 million, and that keeps us going for the next three months. Kale Clark will be joining me this hour as we stop down and just continue to to rally and to launch into our goal. And again, this is the first day, so it is vital to stay strong, and we thank you so much. And on today's show, this is just another example of the incalculable calculable importance of offering a platform where truth and reason and ethics and natural law are respected, which is an important aspect of Relevant Radio. Wesley J. Smith will be with us this hour. He is a frequent guest on the Drew Mariani Show. You may have heard him with Drew. And the topic we're discussing is transhumanism. What is that? It is an eternal man and that quest, the push for biological immortality. And we've heard things like cryonics and human enhancement, and why the idea of reverse engineering a human being is not only untenable, but demonic. And and many have fallen into error about the nature of the soul. And the most grave error is to deny it altogether. And of course, we know this is the oldest 
dream of humanity instilled in Adam and Eve by Satan? What are the terms that the serpent sets up for Eve? You will not die, Genesis 3, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. So here it is, it's pride. And now we see these are not just theorists and science fiction writers, but the imminence of these technologies is upon us in some cases already here. And so we're going to talk about that with Wesley J. Smith this hour and the number of investors in this space in the private sector. You may know some of these names, Jeff Bezos, for example, Elon Musk, we've heard about the Neuralink, for example. So joining us now to put things in perspective, Wesley J. Smith, Chair, Senior Fellow at the Discovery Institute Center for Human Exceptionalism. Wesley is a contributor to The Corner at National Review and is the author of more than 14 books in recent years focused exclusively on topics that are pro-life, human dignity, liberty, equality, and his most recent book is updated and revised. You can get it, Culture of Death, The Age of Do Harm Medicine. It's a warning about the dangers of modern bioethics movement and grateful for his time with us now. Hi, Wesley. Welcome to the show. Hey, Brooke. Good, good to talk to you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for joining me about this subject. And it's hard to really know what to grab onto first and start with because there's so many headlines when it comes to this field from AI pornography that we just heard a lot about even last week to human enhancements, chronics, genetics, of course, you know, reproductive technologies. It's no longer just speculative fiction. It's it's here. And I guess I maybe want to start there in terms of like the transhumanist clock, uh, the ideology becoming a reality. What time is it? Where are we? Well, that's a very interesting question. Um, transhumanism uh, proposes a lot of different things and is sometimes confused with other things um, that really is not transhumanism. But let's talk about uh, the, the primary thrust of transhumanist social thinking, and that is human immortality. You brought that up in the introduction. Right. Uh, I would say that I don't know how the clock works, but I would say that that's never going to happen. Uh, so I, I I would say the clock is busted. <laughs> um, <laughs> what 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 transhumanists deeply yearn for? Uh, it, it's a materialistic movement. It's almost a worship of technology, and the theory of t of transhumanists. I'll I'll be relatively general here is that because um, we're all going to die and because they are a materialistic movement, that doesn't say that every single transhumanist is a materialist, but it is primarily a materialist and atheistic movement, that um, they would like to not die because for them it's obliteration. Uh, and so the way to have some hope is that they will be rescued by technology. And there's even an, it's, it is almost, a, I've written several columns about how it almost mimics Christianity in, a, in an odd sense. For example, eschatology. Uh, the Christians will often uh, talk about, well, you know, the second coming of Christ and so forth. For the transhumanist, that point is the singularity. And in the, the singularity is a point in time, which they say will be here in 20 or 30 years, in which technology advances so exponentially that it will not be able to be reversed, and then they will be able to attain this kind of immortal existence, at least indefinite existence. So uh, one of their pet uh, projects is that they will upload their minds into a computer, right? and then they will be able to live forever in cyberspace. I always point out to them, well, even if you could, let's say, upload 
elements of your mind into a computer so that the computer program could mimic how you might react to a certain stimulus, right? That wouldn't be you. It would be software in a computer. You'd still be dead. They don't like hearing that. But that that's it. Another one of the um, their aspects or their thoughts is, okay, well, and, and some have actually done this after they've died, have their heads cut off and, and uh, frozen. Uh, and uh, then when, uh, when they can actually reattach heads to a body or, say, to a cyborg or something of that sort, that's how they'll attain immortality. There are lots of schemes, uh, cloning, uh, part, cloning um, little mini-me's of themselves, which they will then harvest, which, of course, is an awful thought because any human clone would be an independent human being. But they would harvest the clones uh, for body parts if they need a new kidney or if they needed something else to happen. So this is, uh, this is their, their primary obsession, but it's certainly not their only obsession. Another aspect of transhumanism, and it was actually one that used to be more forward than the Immortality Project, is uh, uh, what uh, Leon Cass might have called the great um, uh, ethicist who headed President Bush's uh, President's Council on Bioethics, ra uh, tr uh, radical uh, recreationism. That is, it's a radically individualistic movement where if uh, I want to have the eyesight of a hawk or if I want to have a monkey's tail, we should use genetic engineering, uh, implants, whatever, uh, to, to let me attain that. Now, with regard to your clock uh, metaphor, uh, we are certainly seeing a lot of that kind of thinking in the culture today. I think it's uh, predominant in the transgender issue, the, the, uh, tran uh, the gender ideology issue, that if I believe I'm the opposite sex than I was born, then I really am the opposite sex that I was born. And therefore, society has an obligation to help me transition and change my body to be the opposite sex that I was born. Uh, I first heard about, actually, um, of course, I'd heard about sex change surgeries, which were very rare. But about 15 years ago, I attended a transhumanist conference at Stanford University to write about it. And you had a couple of transgendered individuals um, giving that speech, saying that this is part of transhumanism. I don't see it as part of transhumanism in the sense that transhumanism seeks to create a post-human species. And so these transition transformations don't change the nature of the human being, which is what the goal of transhumanism is. But the ethic of it, uh, the idea that... Uh, I am that it is my internal subjective desire that matters most. It's the obliteration of objective thinking. It's the obliteration of, of rationality. Everything is feeling. Everything is emotion. Everything is internal. Well, that's civilization destroying because you can't uh, base a society on such abstract uh, subjective principles. You have to have something that's objective. And transhumanism is the enemy of the objective. Transhumanists Absolutely. also want to genetically engineer their children, for example. So if I'm a transhumanist and I, and I have a child, I will do it through IVF. I will use CRISPR, which is the genetic engineering technology. Let's say I want a child who's a, a piano virtuoso. So if we ever find the genes that are responsible for that kind of talent, I'll engineer the child, and that child will then be the genius that I want that child to be. Well, that's the end of freedom for the child, isn't it? Because the child will be 
the slave to the genetic uh, programming put in by the parents. So and there's we're already a lot going that. on here in terms of thinking, and um, some of it can happen and some of it never will. Right. And even when you look again with the reproductive technologies, with surrogacy and basically buying wombs, and you have all sorts of different combinations now. And we see the extremes and kind of the mad scientist aspect. But the gray area, too, is I think something I'm wondering about with our guiding principles, because talk, for example, about anti-aging. And because when you mention transhumanism, part of that ideology is because they believe aging and death are diseases that need to be cured. And of course, we know aging is the breakdown of the cells and structures, but that's a natural process. The Christian would say this is a natural process and it leads us closer to our inevitable, hopefully, this passing through that death is not an end, but we are made for heaven. And the transhumanists would say we need to be cured of this. And so we have to take a break right now. And we're in our pledge drive. we got to get to Father Rocky. But when we come back, Wesley, I'm wondering if you could speak to that gray area. How far is too far when it comes to anti-aging and things that we're already starting to see, this biological upgrading, for example? So I want to leave it there. If you have a question for Wesley, he's on the line with us this hour. One triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Of course, it is our pledge drive. This is day one as well, and you can call, make a donation. One eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. The relevant radio app or relevantradio.com. And we are moving, launching into that three million dollar goal. We need your help. We are listener supported. My name is Brooke Taylor. This is trending, and we'll be right back with more. Kale Clark is with me as well, and Wesley Smith. This hour, stay with us. Hi, this is Father Rocky, and I want to thank you for listening to Relevant Radio and welcome you to our Give from the Heart Pledge Drive. It's Momentum Monday, and a reminder that Relevant Radio is listener-supported, so we're unable to deliver our programming every day without your financial support. So jump online and help us pay a few bills at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Today only, for a gift of $20 a month, our special thank you gift is a dual-purpose, relevant radio-branded umbrella. Use it for protection from rain or sun while evangelizing those you meet. This automatic umbrella features a large 42-inch arc, the rubber handle and wrist strap make it easy to hold, and the umbrella folds down to fit inside a matching sleeve. It's only available today and it's yours for a gift of $20 a month to Relevant Radio. And we've got a dollar-for-dollar dollar match this hour. So give online now on the Relevant Radio app or relevantradio.com. Kale Clark sitting alongside Brooke Taylor, who's in turn sitting in for Timory on this hour of trending. And we are off to a flying start in our pledge drive this week. It's the Give from the Heart Winter Pledge Drive. We've got to raise $3 million to keep Relevant Radio running for another quarter. We're 15% of the way there. It'd be great if we could get to 20% by the end of this hour. And Brooke, wow, you and Wesley are having a really intriguing conversation about transhumanism, CRISPR technology, clones. Hey, listen, the only thing I want CRISPR is my potato chips. And, and, <laughs> and I'm just going to tell people out there, don't be a clone be unique, <laughs> be a relevant radio giver right now, 877-291-0123, or go to relevantradio.com or the relevant radio app. Every gift that you give this hour is matched dollar for dollar. We've got a partnership challenge. I want you to accept that challenge. There are people just like you who've stepped up to the plate and said, hey, if anybody gives this hour, we're going to double that. 
We're going to double your impact for the kingdom with Relevant Radio right now, Brooke. Yes. And again, the number is one eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. And you know, one of the things I love about Timory, this is her show in this program trending is confronting the issues of the day with objective truth. She has such a great skill with that in all of Relevant Radio. We are dedicated to giving that eternal perspective, which gives light, which gives hope. There are so many people that are hurting, and we hear every day the stories from people who have been really restored because they now Mm. understand truth, and it's such a beautiful thing to see. And I know, Kale, you know, this is my first pledge drive. You've been here. You've seen the fruit and also mm-hmm. the important work that needs oh, yeah. to continue and 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 why it's so necessary. It, it really is. 877-291-0123 or go to relevantradio.com or the app right now. Where else are you going to hear about these things and, and really get a great Catholic response to them? We've got so many things coming up for you too on Relevant Radio. We've done the fast for life. We've got ad, we have, we've had Advent inspirations. We've got some amazing Lenten programming coming up, and, and Lent is coming up fast. No pun intended. We're all going to have to fast. Uh, <laughs> but one thing we don't want you to fast from is listening to relevant radio. More is better, I think. And we need you to give more. To give from the heart. Eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. You'll get the umbrella. You come in at that twenty dollar a month level. 877-291-0123 or go to relevantradio.com the relevant radio app don't wait don't delay just do it you can relax the rest of the week relevantradio.com 877-291-0123 get from the heart and do it now thank you so much for your support we appreciate you you're listening to trending with timory where you can discuss what matters most to you Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Welcome back to Trending. It's Brooke Taylor in for Timory, who will soon be returning from maternity leave. I'm excited to hear her voice again, praying for this time of transition back to work with her new little one. And I heard Father Rocky today, he's been calling Monday Momentum Monday, and I love that. We are so thankful for you. Again, to donate on this day, one of the pledge drive, you can call one 877 And joining us now is Wesley J. Smith, Chair, Senior Fellow at the Discovery Institute Center on Human Exceptionalism. We've been talking about transhumanism. And Wesley, before the break, we touched on anti-aging and the idea of the transhumanist ideology that aging is something that we want to avoid. And I just find... think I mentioned this on Friday, these extremes of the culture of death. On one hand, we don't want to die. We want to become immortal and eternal man, and we're afraid of aging and death. And it was very frightening to see, for example, Madonna, I'm not trying to pick on her, but clearly she has done a, a great effort to try to stop the aging process and it doesn't look natural and in a way you want, you feel sad and then on the other hand you have this death on demand euthanasia ideology that wants to take that power into our hands and on both sides we are playing god and you realize the folly of that and yet the, also there are these slippery slopes so i want to ask you about the anti-aging there's a new wellness spa that's opened up near me and they are marketing everything as the claim of offering biology upgrading therapies and that's just a fancy way of saying we offer platelet rich plasma and joint injections and iv infusion and hyperbaric oxygen therapy 
therapies. And all of those alone, they seem okay because we want to restore if something's broken down. But when, when Wesley, does it go into a transhumanist mindset of maybe a territory that we need to be careful of? That's, you know, a really good question, and it's nuanced, which is uh, right. not something that people are used to on talk radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think that the the uh, the things that you're, you just discussed, you know, I, I have arthritis and so forth, and you know, I'm not happy about it, uh, but it is, it's part of life. On the other hand, do we want to try to find a way to prevent dementia? Absolutely. Uh, do we want to uh, make it so that uh, that people can live healthier, uh, natural lives? Absolutely. Do we want to make it so that we're actually changing the nature of human beings in so doing? Absolutely not. Uh, we don't have the wisdom to do that. Uh, you know, we are the species that created the unsinkable ship Titanic. Uh, and uh, th- these are things that uh, I think uh, we have to be very careful about. So promoting good health, uh, promoting exercise, good diet, so forth, uh, no problem. Wearing, you know, I've had people say, well, Wesley, you wear glasses, that's transhumanism. No, it isn't. It's a tool. It helps me see better, but it doesn't change the nature of my, my being, right? So and you're think- restoring. You're restoring that function as opposed to enhancing or tampering or augmenting in an unnatural way, I suppose, right? That, that's, that's very good, yeah. It's, and it's not eugenics. I mean, transhumanism is steeped in eugenics thinking that natural humankind isn't good enough. Uh, And then we die too young. It's kind of an interesting paradox there. But uh, if you start deciding to use other human beings as raw materials, for example, the cloning uh, that I described earlier, that would be absolutely wrong. I should not be able to create a clone of myself let's say, have it gestated in an artificial uterus until it's four or five months and then take the kidney. That would be to create human life because that's what the cloning would do for the purpose of using it as a, uh, a natural resource. So let's say there's, there's, a, there's, I think, a bright line. You don't use other human beings as a natural resource to try to save yourself. Uh, I've seen um, stories of some people in Silicon Valley where they get a bunch of young people and and pay them to give blood so that they can get transfused because there's a belief, which may or may not be true, I don't know, that uh, by getting young blood, they will actually uh, have some rejuvenation. I think that should not be done. That's unethical. I know there's not much risk for the kids, but having them sell their blood so that you can live longer uh, begins to cross that line that we were discussing. So I think uh, treating others as objects, Treating, your, treating the human body as something that needs to be fixed in the sense of changed in, in its natural way uh, is, is something, a line that shouldn't be crossed. I think enhancements uh, versus uh, improving health are, are differences. Um, so each of these things has a different line, and some of it is transhumanism properly understood and some of it isn't. 
There's something called the Methuselah Project, which their working mission says that they want to make 90 the new 50 by 2030 by supporting tissue engineering, regenerative medicine therapies, and that sort of thing. And so there again, you think, well, okay, is that okay? We're still dying naturally. We just ostensibly are having a better quality of life so that when we're 90, we feel 50. But again, is that veering into the bizarre territory? And we know all the Old Testament scripture, God did have, um, you know, Methuselah and people that lived a very long life. And yet, then there's also all of these other implications such as pension and retirement. Would that run out because we'd be living longer and longer? And I think all of these unintended consequences because of pride, because of hubris, people just don't consider because it is, again, this obsession with, with the self. Um, I want to get back to that. Wesley J. Smith is joining us. We are here day one of our winter pledge drive on Relevant Radio. My name is Brooke Taylor, in for Timory. So excited to be a part of this family effort, and we need you. 1-877-291-0123, Relevant Radio app or relevantradio.com. You can give all of those ways. Kale Clark is joining me, and we will see where we are this hour when we come back. Stay with us here on Trending. Kale Clark along with Brooke Taylor for this hour of trending. And my wife Patricia just said to me, Brooke Taylor's voice is so soothing. Every time I listen to her, I, I just I feel like everything's gonna be okay. And it's gonna be okay. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through the pledge drive successfully. I know it. I know it. You guys have always come through for us, and I know this time is gonna be no different. 877-291-0123 is the toll-free line to call to talk to a friendly operator and you can say hey i want to give from the heart and whether it's a small gift a large gift we know that all the gifts that you guys give are sacrificial gifts and god is going to reward you for your generosity and we want to give you a small reward as well if you come in at this 20 dollars a day level this is a a gift that's only going to be available today there is only a limited amount of them and they're going like hotcakes because everybody loves them it's the relevant radio umbrella they are amazing and they are really really i tell you if you're living out in seattle uh you may not like the weather but you're actually going to want to go outside with this thing because it'll help you to share the gospel the message uh, that we bring to the table that we bring to the airwaves every day on relevant radio 877-291-0123 give from the heart or go to the relevant radio app or relevantradio.com. 20 dollars a month if you come in at that level we will send you that umbrella brook I really appreciate Patricia saying that, you know, that I have a nice voice. My kids don't say that. They heard me on a commercial. They said, Mom, you sound so nice on the radio. (laughs) So we know we have our mom tones, right? But, you know, this is this is the beauty of the, the family, the body of Christ is we live it all out and our struggles and our triumphs and hearing the stories, these miracle moments that we hear really are real and it gives such hope. And we know that we need each other to get through this. We have had so many fantastic donors. And for me, I'll just share the perspective of being Mm. a first time um, 
participant of the uh, hosting abilities filling in for Timory for the pledge mm -hmm. drive. It's been beautiful to see across the nation from Connecticut, Chicago, Illinois. I'm looking at Wisconsin, California, Texas. All of these donors just coming in in the last 20 minutes. Chandler, Arizona, Amelia in Michigan. Thank you and God bless you. Torrance, California. That's where the great Louis Zamperini is from. Thank you, Ruth. And we need it still <laughs> as we launch to that $3 million uh, goal. Kale, can you wrap us up with the quickest way to give? Oh, yeah. The quickest way to give, absolutely. The most secure way to give is through the app, the Relevant Radio app. But you can also go to the website, relevantradio.com, or call 877-291-0123. Give from the heart. We want to thank you for all that you do to help spread this message. God bless you. This is the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Give from the heart. Wesley J. Smith is my guest this hour, Chair, Senior Fellow at the Discovery Institute Center on Human Exceptionalism. And we've been discussing the implications of transhumanism. It's no longer just for theorists and science fiction writers. We're seeing indications of it. Thankfully, Wesley's giving us a lot of room to hope in the midst of that. And it's an important conversation, though. How far is too far? We're talking about some of the gray areas. And we need to ask these questions. And it's one of the great many reasons that I love Relevant Radio, and I'm so grateful that it's listener-supported that you continue to help us here. And again, this day one of the pledge drive is going. We're launching into this $3 million goal, and we need your help. RelevantRadio.com, Relevant Radio app, also quick, easy ways you can give online. Get that umbrella at the $20 a month uh, level. Kale Clark is also joining me this hour. And Wesley, as we get back into our conversation, we left off talking about again, the gray area, anti-aging. But then also there are headlines, it seems like every day of these new developments and things that are happening. I just saw a Daily Mail article from yesterday and it says, why eternal fertility is closer than you think, how menopause-defying research could see women giving birth in their 70s becoming a thing of the norm. Researchers believe giving birth at any age will become the norm and that science may soon unravel a way of extending the female biological clock. Um, your take on that? Yeah, narcissism strikes a beat, doesn't it? I mean, we are getting to the place where all that matters is me, me, I, I, I want, I want, I want. Uh, having a child at 70, I don't care if you're a man or a woman, uh, is unwise uh, because you're not going to live to see that child grow up probably. And, and is it fair to the child? We, by the way, this is already happening. You have uh, women who are in their 60s who have had IVF and have given birth. Right. Uh, so, so the idea is if I want something, I should be able to have it. And this gets us into a deeper question of rights versus responsibilities. We always hear about rights, and I am entitled to this, and I'm entitled to that. We never talk about what we owe each other, what we owe society, and perhaps what we even owe ourselves in the sense of, having some humility and some uh, uh, understanding natural limits. You used a uh, very interesting word in the introduction to this segment, which is hope. What transhumanism is about is trying to instill hope in a materialistic mindset that otherwise becomes totally nihilistic, because there is no hope. If all you think you are is carbon molecules that uh, somehow has come together to think it actually perceives, and that once you're 
gone, the, those carbon molecules will disperse into some other carbon-based uh, uh, objects or life, um, and there's nothing left of you. That breeds depression. That breeds hopelessness. So what this idea of technology coming to the rescue is to bring hope to people who, who would otherwise have a potential to sink into despair. I want to read a portion of an article about this. Um, it was written, I'm looking here, Scott Raines. It says, transhumanism is a philosophy that looks for a future for me, but not for thee. The philosopher Roger Scruton calls this ultimate act of cowardice, saying that it exhibits a, quote, monstrous selfishness in refusing to relinquish the planet to their successors and choosing instead to burden the earth with their unappealing presence for all time. Transhumanism is a philosophy that looks for a future for me, but not for thee. But he goes on to talk about uh, the body. Oh, it's a painting that depicts this. And the body lives on in youth while the soul languishes in dark ugliness on the canvas. This is the essential problem of transhumanism. The longevity of the body comes at the expense of the soul. And of course, we as, as Catholics, that would be our first consideration, the existential, the metaphysical, that we are not just matter. But do transhumanists across the board reject the notion of a soul? I mean, what what's going on there? Because for us, that's our first stop and our most important question. Well, it's generally not part of the movement's um dogma, if you will. Right. Uh, there is a, a small rump movement uh, called Christians Transhumanism uh, that twists uh, Christian dogma and Christian belief into uh, thinking that um, uh, some of the statements of Christ and so forth about eternal life was actually us being told to make it happen here. Well, of course, anybody who, who knows the Bible knows that the New Jerusalem, whatever it's going to be, isn't here in this earth as it is, because Revelation says all things pass away, all things are new, right? Um, so, so while the Christian and others and other faiths might look to God uh, and and the uh, uh, this resurrection of the soul and the body and so forth, the transhumanists, when they're materialistic, don't have that hope. So their only hope is in in this uh, corporal corporal corporeal world sorry and um That's true. and and and, in, and it is a, it is a quasi religion as i said it's it's almost a worshiping of technology you, you know you human exceptionalism which is you know what i push a lot it, it deals with both human rights as you mentioned but also human responsibilities and and we have responsibilities one of those responsibilities is something you just mentioned to our posterity for those who are going to come after us, if we're going to sit here and linger for hundreds of years, we're going to actually be cheating our posterity out of their time in the sun. Mm -hmm. uh, our founding fathers talked about their posterity all the time and tried to make a better world for their posterity, which is us. And it seems to me that's part of our job as a human being, certainly to live life to the fullest as, as we can with responsibilities and doing it in a righteous manner. We don't hear much about righteousness in this society anymore. Uh, the Grammys kind of showed that, didn't it? Right. Um, we don't hear much about our obligations to others as opposed to what we want for ourselves. So uh, I think that this whole transhumanist agenda, which is part of the, is an outgrowth of eugenics, because it seeks hyper control of everything 
and it seeks to just get what I want, regardless of the consequences perhaps to other people or to society, generally speaking. Cardinal Seurat has had so many prophetic things to say on many different things, but he does also talk about transhumanism. And I want to read an excerpt from The Day Is Now Far Spent about this. He says, there is a major paradox here because this outlines a sort of new nostalgia for paradise lost. Fatigue, sickness, and death did not exist before original sin, but our hope is neither in man nor in science. It is in God. For Christians, the soul survives the earthly passing away of the body. According to God's plan, we will one day regain this bodily wrapping. The resurrection or eternal life is the work of the Father, not of man. I observe, however, that the church no longer devotes homilies to the soul, eternity, and the last things, which we know as eschatology. Priests are sometimes afraid of provoking mockery. So to this degree, it's important for our church to really step up. He says we should be joyous and full of hope. Man seeks eternity by the paths of science, but God alone will give it to us, and a time will come when we will live with him eternally. And he talks about this Promethean um, dystopia, basically, that we just cannot have and why. And it feeds into this mad plan to accelerate evolution, which, again, you've talked about. The Catechism also speaks about it as well. And there's just so much here because I think it is going to be a conversation that we need to confront. Whenever I dip my toe into this world, I want to run away because it's very frightening. But the reality is, almost in the beginning of the, the segment when you pointed out, it's a straw man. It might seem big in the shadows, but the reality reality is it's not sustainable, it's not realistic, but it is our job as Catholics. We value logic and reason and truth and objectivity to, I think, and the, the, the dignity of the human person. This absolutely is a pro-life issue. And I think, again, where things get uh, tricky is those gray areas. They're DARPA, I, I don't know if you saw this, Wesley, I sent you this story that DARPA is developing what's called a living pharmacy. And so it's an implantable device where soldiers with bioengineered cells would have everything from jet lag to sleeplessness treated this way. And it's a living pharmacy because everything that the patient needs can be produced by their own body with this technology. So again, is that is that entering into dangerous territory? Is that okay? It seems as if we're in this crossroad of, of bioethics that I think the average layperson really needs to be armed with some basic guidelines. Well, this raises an interesting issue, and that is um, what kind of regulatory, uh, regulatory action should we take on these technologies? We are entering a time where the technologies that are being developed are more powerful than the splitting of the atom. We already have what's called CRISPR, and that you can actually genetically engineer any cell, you can genetically engineer any organism, and uh, that breeds uh, some really potential wonderful benefits. For example, uh, you might be able to treat genetic diseases through somatic um, uh, genetic uh, modifications. Uh, on the other hand, you could also create the most dangerous plague that ever existed. Uh, and the thing that is very concerning to me is that there is no conversation of any substance to say, okay, what kind of limit should we place on this technology? What kind of uh, regulations, and they'd have to be international, because right now China is the place where ethics go to die. Uh. So that if you can't do something in the United States, you'll find American scientists or other scientists doing it in China. 
because China doesn't care. China's, a, frankly, about power, the Chinese Communist Party. It's not a, a surprise that the three first genetically engineered children in history were done in China. And that, that scientist who did that uh, eventually got arrested. But he didn't get arrested because the Chinese didn't know what he was doing. That's China, for heaven's sake. He would have, they would have known, of course, what he was doing. He was arrested because the Chinese government was embarrassed because there was kind of a hue and cry and an outcry about doing this on children. But the people who were screaming from the biotech industry and the bioethics community weren't screaming about what was done, but when, because the people hadn't been softened to say, okay, this is really good because your Uncle Charlie's Parkinson's will be cured. Know what I'm saying? That uh, there's always going to be this promise, oh, you won't be sick, you won't age, this will work for your child who's disabled and so forth. And that road leads to some real depravity. Uh, and, and, and also, there are benefits that could be obtained from these new technologies. But in order to, because they're all double-edged sword kinds of technologies, in order to be able to achieve what we would want to achieve, which is, which is ethical, and prevent that which is unethical and immoral, we have to have the discussion. We have to set the boundary lines. It's going to take time, and that discussion is not happening, and the scientists involved in this will only agree to voluntary guidelines, which are worth the paper they're written on, etc. So it's a, we're in a very um, potentially perilous time with technology that is uh, where our technological prowess is exceeding our ethical understanding. I want to pick it up right there when we come back. Wesley J. Smith is my guest this hour. And my name is Brooke Taylor. In for Timory, you are listening to Trending. This is day one of our pledge drive. Let's get into the miracle moment, and we will be right back here on Relevant Radio. Changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation. Here's another Relevant Radio miracle moment. This is from Norma in California, and she says, okay. Dear Patrick, once I started listening to your show, I was hooked. Sometimes when I hear the hard questions and difficult callers, I find it hard to listen. But you never cease to impress me and make me proud of being a Catholic. As a uh -huh. Catholic, this is nice. As a Catholic, I have many occasions when others attack my faith and I just have to walk away. Since I started listening to you, I've developed the courage to respond instead of walking away. Mm. Sometimes I make sense, usually I don't, but my confidence is growing. I am a Catholic for life, thanks to you. And above all, thanks to God for putting Patrick Madrid on Relevant Radio. Thank you, Patrick. I hope oh, wow. to see you in heaven, Norma. Wow, what a beautiful note. This miracle moment was brought to you by you. Make a tax-deductible donation now to support our mission at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Hey, everybody. This is Kale Clark sitting in with Brooke Taylor, who's guest hosting Trending with Timory tonight and tomorrow night. And we're so excited to give you the opportunity to give from the heart. And we want to give back to you as well. I'll tell you about that in just a second. But first, I want to give out an important phone number, 877-291-0123. That's the number to call toll-free to talk to friendly operators who will help you to make a donation. It's our really We do this four times a year, and we want to make them count. This is our winter pledge drive. We need to raise $3 million this week to keep rolling with the mission of Relevant Radio to bring Christ to the world through the media. And guess what? We're really close, actually, to another big milestone here. We're just $33,000 short of half a million, which will, which will get us wow. 
close to our goal. So we're at 16%. We want to get to 20%, I think, by the end of the night at least. And you can help us do that by going to RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app, to give. And every dollar is matched 100%. And that, that's amazing. And I want to tell you about some, some people who are doing just that. Marcia in Connecticut has come in. This is a new market for us for Relevant Radio. We're continually expanding our reach with new towers, new radio stations. She's come in at $100. Thank you so much. That becomes $200. An anonymous donor in the Bluegrass state of Kentucky has also given 100 That becomes 200 Also a new market for us. And Mary in Brownsville, Texas has come in at that $240 a year level. That's $20 a month. That means, you know what that means, Mary, you're going to get the relevant radio umbrella, Ella, Ella, uh, sent to you, and it's a great thing. You're going to be able to evangelize through that as well. Another new market in Texas for us, and Mary's also a new donor. And whether you've been listening to Relevant Radio for a long time or short time, uh, we're just glad that you're here for this time, and we want you to give from the heart, 877-291-0123, and Brooke, I don't know what other radio station you would ever hear the term Promethean Dystopia, uh, but I don't want to live in it. And uh, But thanks for, for warning us about that in the last segment. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I mean, my goodness, this is important. We need to be having these discussions. And I am really inspired to see everyone coming in here. Oliver from San Diego, California. Thank you, a brand new Yay. donor. And as you said, Kale... Our, this is every dollar you're matched uh, this hour. And of course, if you give online as well, you can get that download immediately from Father John Kabicki oh, about yeah. the Sacred Heart and RelevantRadio.com, Relevant Radio app. Those are quick ways to give. Again, could you give the number, Kale? 877-291-0123. Happy to do that. And so happy to hear from all of you. Thank you for giving from the heart. RelevantRadio.com and also through the app. You're listening to Trending with Timory, where you can discuss what matters most to you. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Wesley J. Smith is my guest this hour. He is chair, senior fellow at the Discovery Institute Center on Human Exceptionalism. Wesley is a contributor to The Corner at National Review. He's the author of more than 14 books. And we're talking about transhumanism, the quest for an eternal man and implications. He specializes in human dignity, liberty, and equality. And you realize on this day one of our pledge drive, the importance of supporting Relevant Radio, literally changing lives. It gives a platform and a voice to these topics. This is absolutely a pro-life issue here. We discuss human personhood in all stages. And of course, through your generous support, we pray the Lord will bless and expand this work. Again, I'll just give the number one. 877-291-1023 is the number and relevantradio.com or relevant radio app. And my name is Brooke Taylor in for Timory. She returns this week from maternity leave. So this is an exciting time for sure. And Wesley, as we conclude, as I'm looking at the clock here, we have a few minutes left. Before the break, you talked about oversights and regulations that just are not in place right now. It's kind of the wild west of transhumanism and these scientists and everything from cryonics to reproductive technologies, you are a trailblazer in in the discipline of, of human dignity and of bioethics. What do you think needs to happen to ensure the dignity of the human person is protected here and, and principles are in place? Is it even possible on an international global scale to find something that could be agreed upon? these standards. I, I don't know, but unless we try, we'll never find out. 
Uh, right now, there's a dearth of leadership. Uh, I um, uh, I don't like to get political, but uh, the Obama administration was, you know, kind of like whatever you want to do, do. The Trump administration never brought it up. I, I would uh, over at the corner, I'd you know, almost try to shake the, the gates of the White House, figuratively speaking. Would you please get, engage this issue? And I never heard a word from them. Uh, and and the Biden people, I think, are, are you know, uh, let, it, let it go, let it go, let it go. I want your, your listeners to think about this. Artificial wombs. This is an example of, of technology that may be with us in 10 years. Now, some people would say, oh, artificial wombs would be great because you could save premature babies that uh, if they weren't going to be able to be maintained in the mother's body, they could be moved for the last couple of months to the artificial womb to save the life of that child. Yes, indeed. But they could also be used for fetal farming. That is uh, creating embryos uh, and putting, uh, gestating them in these artificial uh, uteruses uh, to use for experimentation and body parts. So you can see the double edge of that technology. But I, I question whether it would ever, ever be ethical to even develop artificial wombs for human use. Why? Because to do it effectively, you would have to experiment on countless embryos and fetuses to see how the artificial womb worked, to make sure that the development was normal and so forth. So you kind of have an ethical issue in terms of you can certainly do it with animals, but if you get to the place where you, you want to create human artificial wombs, how are you going to test them without testing them on human beings that are not yet born? And that creates a true ethical and moral dilemma. We're not talking about it. These are the things. That's why I'm so glad you had me on. People need to start thinking and talking about it. And unless the people decide that they want to, to start asking questions and demanding some answers, I can tell you the elites aren't going to do it. Because they've yeah. got their their agenda, and they're going full fast ahead and trying to not talk about it as much as they can. It's true. Thank you so much. God bless you. We thank you for your work. I hope to have you on again, Wesley J. Smith. And this is trending. Um, this is something that we have to confront. And um, thank you for your time again. This is Cale Clark. Just for these next few minutes with Brooke Taylor, it's your last opportunity this hour to get in on this incredible offer that we have for you. If you give from the heart, participate in this winter pledge drive campaign here at Relevant Radio. If you come in at the $20 a month level, we have a gift. It's only available today. And for these next few minutes, this is really your last chance to get in on this during this hour. It's the Relevant Radio umbrella. We want to send this to you. This is a, a Monday pledge drive premium. It's only for today. It's not going to be here tomorrow. It's not going to be here any other day this week, but it is here for you right now. 877-291-0123 or go to relevantradio.com or the relevant radio app. We know your time is valuable. I think earlier today, Brooke Taylor said that you could uh, get in and out in 60 seconds. There's a movie that came out a few years ago called Gone in 60 Seconds. I think you could probably do it even in 30 seconds. Uh, it, it's it's secure, it's easy, and you can help us in our mission, and you'll allow us to bless you with this gift of the Relevant Radio umbrella. And I'll tell you this, my mom, Brooke, is the kind of person that complains about the weather no matter what. Um, and mom, if you're listening, you know it's true. You know it's true, because whether it's sunny, she says it's too hot. 
If it's winter, she says it's too cold. And, and I said, Mom, can you really do anything about it? Not really. You can't. So just make the best of it. And when it's raining out, you can really make the best of it with the Relevant Radio umbrella because you can evangelize as you stay dry underneath that umbrella, Brooke. That's a great thought. I saw a <laughs> picture on Twitter, I think, of Drew Mariani with the umbrella. Oh, no and kidding. And when I saw that... And I think on your show, too, it made me think of because underneath it's blue and it it's like a Madonna blue, like you're wrapped in Our Lady's mantle. Mm. And I was thinking of my mom, too, because I thought, I know my mom wants that umbrella and she's going to put a holy card of the Sorrowful Mother right <laughs> inside it. there. I know it. It's a great idea. And, but you know what? That's the beauty is we recall the legacy of faith that's been passed on to us. And, and I love that. I love when people call and they dedicate in honor of, maybe it's a priest, a beloved priest yeah. that they want to remember and donate in honor of, or a loved one, a godparent. And that's what is so beautiful to see. We really are a family and we need this light and this hope. We have a big goal, $3 million that keeps us running for three months, but also we've already seen such a great launch today and it means so much. one 291 relevant radio.com relevant radio app easy ways to give a big thank you to cami in las vegas you know yeah. las vegas is a new market mm -hmm. as well yep. as uh, middleton rhode <clears throat> island we have nancy also a new market so it's just really heartening to see relevant radio continue to grow and expand and it's the little way you know every penny matters and it's it really magnified does. and multiplied especially literally this hour because we have a <laughs> dollar so for true. dollar match Oh, you got it. And, and what's great about Cammie's gift in Las Vegas, this is her second gift already today. And she, she's come in at that $20 a month level because she wanted to get that relevant radio umbrella. So, hey, we, we are we are making it rain here, donations, that is. And we thank you for that. And, and Brooke, as you know, another big thing that's happening in the culture this week is Super Bowl 57. It's kind of the American yes. cultural event of the year. And obviously, football is really the, the ultimate team game. I know people celebrate quarterbacks a lot, but we just had the chaplain of the Kansas City Chiefs on my program last week, and we, we talked about the team nature of football, and Relevant Radio really is that team, and you're part of the team. We are all part of the team, so this is your ministry. This is absolutely your ministry. If you're listening right now, you are a crucial part of our team as we try to reach the world for Christ through the media, 877-291-0123, or go to relevantradio.com or the app, Brooke. And real quick, I know we just have a few seconds left, but I was thinking mm -hmm. about that praying my rosary today, the joyful mysteries and the mystery of Christ being born. And and this is really, truly, we are making Christ known in the world and be, he's being born in hearts. We yeah. hear it all the time, the stories, the behind the scenes, the, the, the producers, everybody works so hard for this mission and the call to faithfulness. So it's really a powerful thing to be a part of. And a big thank you because we're just getting started and we know that it's because of you that we're able to do this because of uh, God's favor and Our Lady. So thank you again. And Kale, maybe we could just wrap up with those yeah. ways to give and uh, say God bless you. Absolutely. 877-291-0123 or go to relevantradio.com or the app. Father Rocky is standing by. He can't wait to get going with the family rosary across America. Give from the heart right now. Relevantradio.com.